Ken, welcome back to the C.L. Bryant Show. How are you? Pretty good, C.L. Good to be with you. It's always good to be on the front lines of the battle with you. Uh, you're not a sideline sitter, and thank God for that. And so uh, we're at the point of the spear and trying to preserve our constitutional republic, uh, which, as Lincoln said, is not perfect, but is perfectible through the use of human agency uh, and focus engagement. And you've always brought that focus and that energy and that agency to affecting a, a, a more perfect union. So it's always good to be with you, sir. God bless you. God bless you, Ken. Ken, you opened uh, 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 the door uh, for this question. And that, that is how do we pass along those uh, values that your our ancestors, that we know they were hardworking individual who uh, God, uh, if they didn't see a way that God was 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 making for was was uh, showing them or finding for them. They made a way through their perseverance uh, through it. Ken, is that same type of perseverance uh, available to us? And do we see it evident in our, our younger generations of black people in particular and, and younger Americans, regardless of who they are? Talk to us. Well, you know, it's it's important that we understand what has what has happened, what got us through the uh, a period of American history where uh, the institution of slavery was in in in, in place. Um, one of the things that we that we know, uh, and that is that the family is the incubator of of, of liberty uh, within the context of uh, our our constitutional system where we were the American experience experience and experiment was so unique. And that is that even when we didn't get it right, uh, what the framers of our constitution understood was that our fundamental human rights are not grants from government. They're gifts uh, from God. And so there's no government on the face of the earth that can give you your human rights. Those are ingrained in your human dignity, which are gifts from 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 God. Uh, and so one of the things that we've watched with the destruction of the family uh, is that uh, the, the one of the functions of the family is that uh, that's where traditions, you know, are, are created and passed on from one generation to another. So you destroy the family and you break that that link uh, and so one of the things that we must do is always work to preserve the intact family uh, and where it doesn't exist we must create uh, the extended family uh, to make sure that we in fact uh, have put in place uh, that network that allows us to pass on our traditions and our values, our human, uh, our sense of human dignity, uh, and the and the fundamental realization that there's not a government on the face of the earth that can give us our human rights. They must respect our our human rights. Ken Blackwell, our human rights are not grants from from government. So preserving uh, the family. And then I'll just say, because you bring this every day. God bless you for that, the, Ken. Let one me, of the things that they, 
they tried to do is run God and faith out of the public square. Amen. You destroy God and faith in the public square. You break down the family and you create uh, a context for authoritarianism uh, and the, the, the welfare state. Let me ask you about this term, Ken, that is being uh, batted about. Uh, it's called Christian nationalism. Now, you and I both are unashamedly uh, Christians uh, in America, and, and full disclosure, we both happen to be black uh, for the many thousands of you listening around uh, uh, the country. But, but Ken, let me ask you this. What then is the purpose? Uh, and it makes me cringe when I, I hear it. I have to listen to other uh, networks uh, because of the work that we do. You know, but what is the purpose in the idea of referring to our America as our democracy instead of the truth of who we are as a, a, a democratic republic. Uh, why is, is the idea of dem democracy, our democracy being drilled into the minds and hearts of, of young people? What are they trying to say? What's being, what, what are they trying to destroy? Ken Blackwell. Well, look, I, you know, there's this, 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 Fundamental attack on uh, on believers uh, in God's in God's work. You know, over two thousand five hundred years ago, when Moses received the Decalogue uh, and the Ten Commandments were framed, uh, the, it, it would take uh, someone with the imagination of Walt Disney uh, to believe that to believe anything other than that the foundational principles upon which our uh, country was founded uh, came from Judeo-Christian ethics. Uh, all of it is, is, is traced back to those, to those roots. Uh, and so while the framers basically re believed in religious liberty, so it meant that, you know, I would, I, I would defend a person's right to be theologically wrong, their constitutional right to be theologically wrong, because we believe in religious liberty and we believe in free will. Uh, you know, this this notion that those of us who profess our Christian belief uh, and those of us who historically, uh, in a, a historically accurate way, understand that the foundation values and principles upon which our constitutional was framed was in fact based on the Judeo-Christian ethics that are in fact part of the Old and New Testaments of the Bible. Ken, I want you to speak to us about this woke thing. What is woke and how does it affect uh, and is it affecting the, the very uh, thing you've just spoke of, the, our, our Judeo-Christian ethics and the core values of, of, of our nation? Can, can, can you speak to that for us? Well, you know, the, Wokeism uh, is is the practice of trying to green light everyday Americans, no matter what their ethnicity or or, or or race happens to be, into believing that uh, those beliefs are inherently racist, and that is why you know wokeism embraces the 1619 project, which fails to understand that America evolved from 1619 to 1776 to 1965 to today, where in fact we have free individuals exercising their free will, regardless of their ethnicity, 
wokeism is a tool of an authoritarian government that in fact tries to destroy any fundamental belief that individuals have in the foundational principles of of our country. Wow. And again, I go back I, I go back to what Lincoln said. Lincoln said we are not perfect. We, so so it isn't that the ideals and the ideas of America uh, were wrong. It was our practice of those things. Uh, and therefore it took human agency. It, it took confronting a broken status quo, uh, a, a broken uh, exercise of the promise of America to get us back on, on the course, the right course. You know, if you buy into what these practitioners of wokeism are laying out there for us, you would, you would fail to understand that what Martin Luther King and those who were at the forefront of the civil rights movement understood was that embedded in the Judeo-Christian ethic was the notion that these were principles that were universally applied and applicable and enforced regardless of a race or or, or color. You know, Therefore, Ken, on I, his face, on I, his uh, face that, that fueled the movement. Absolutely. And, you know, I grew up in Shreveport, Louisiana, which is the last city uh, historically to have uh, surrendered uh, in the Civil War. Always died hard there. And there my father uh, raised me. He was a successful man in business and uh, very well respected in our community. And so was my grandfather, who was an illiterate man, yet he had a business of cutting puff wood and all that type thing. I say that to say this. Ken, there seems to be this image of us historically that is that is, that is totally in, in, inaccurate in, at least from my my perspective and my experience every man that I knew and I grew up in the black baptist church in the black baptist tradition in the south but every man that I knew in my community had a job or a piece of a job but they were working and they were doing the best they could to raise their families where did that change? What is the image of uh, the black working class? Uh, what what happened here? I mean, what has happened? Uh, well, you know, look, CL, in 1960, there were as many black intact families as there were white intact families. Where it really started to change was with Johnson's Great Society program uh, and the rapid expansion of the welfare state. And one of the conditions that had to be in place for there to be an accelerated payout to welfare recipients was that there had there could not be a male that was working in the family so that if in fact you had a male in the family that was temporarily unemployed or underemployed in order for that family to receive welfare benefits you in fact had to separate that male from the family and so what we what we have started to see 
uh, and and we, and we it was a return to the attack on responsible male masculinity and fatherhood in an intact family. We 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 watched the systemic disintegration of the black family, where in fact you started to reward out of wet like out out of wetlock bursts and you penalized intact families where the male breadwinner was either temporarily unemployed or in fact uh of 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 low income it became a, a an incentive it created an incentive system to destroy the black family and to foster out of wedlock births Absolutely. And Ken, you've been saying that for years. In fact, it was you and Dr. Thomas Sowell, Herman Cain, uh, Shelby Steele, uh, people that I, I greatly admire. Those names, folks, you can believe they're iconic to me. But you have been saying, you all have been saying that for 30 years. It actually, the, the, your statements over the years actually led me to make a film that contains Runaway Slave that makes that that statement ten years ago, and Ken, we got it. We're redo. We're going to redo the film. You know, I tried to get you in the first one. Doctor Saul was <laughs> right. gracious enough uh, to come on in. We'll get you in this. We're going to yeah. get you in this one. And I'll uh, be in. Come in. Thank you, thank you so in. much. God bless you and God keep you. Is my prayer, Shelby. Uh, Shelby. Uh, uh, t- uh, Ken, tell every one of us how to get in touch with you, how to follow you on social. Uh, on social media, I'm at, uh, Twitter, I'm at Ken Blackwell. Uh, as same as for for uh, Getter, uh, I have a public Facebook page. Uh, and 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 look, uh, using the social network to it, it's just like we've used radio over the years. I mean, that's been our principal mode of uh, communication method of communication. We has we have to now expand it out to social media, uh, and uh, that's how you can get in contact with me. But we must stay uh, and engage. The human condition is not a spectator sport. You Amen. cannot sit on the sidelines. Amen. Ken Blackwell, God bless you. God keep you. Continue to fight the good fight. I know that you will because you are fighting the good fight, Ken Blackwell. Thank you so much, friend.